Welcome to Spoonful of Sugar Podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hubbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. This is episode 61. Hello everyone, this is episode 61 and thank you for joining me again. I am still in Walt Disney World and it is fabulous having a great time. So this is episode 61, part of our trip mini-sodes and today I'm going to discuss days 8, 9, and 10 of our trip. So starting with day 8, if you need to catch up, uh, episodes 59 and 60 are the beginning of our trip, and I'm catching up now with episode 61 starting at day 8. So day 8, we hit Hollywood Studios. I still love Hollywood Studios. Yes, there are far fewer things that one can do now, but it's I love the atmosphere, and if you've been listening for a while, you know that part of my great enjoyment in coming to Disney World is just soaking up the atmosphere and enjoying the the sights around me and the beauty around us and just this wonderful immersive atmosphere that Disney has built in. So we head to Hollywood Studios and by this point it was down to just the five of us. If you count all the people we've had on this trip altogether it's been 11 um, and various people had to go home and go off for various things but we are now down to just five of us. So that would be myself, my husband Sam, and our three younger kids, who on the podcast we call Moana, Dash, and Alice. And two of the people, my husband Sam and um, Moana, I'm not sure about Dash. They had not done the Frozen sing-along before. I love the Frozen sing-along. And if you're not familiar, you of course are familiar with the movie Frozen that came out a number of years ago. Mega, mega hit for Disney lots of little girls singing let it go in every conceivable place including my youngest daughter alice and so this is a sing-along to sort of go along with that and yes they let all the little girls and everybody else sing along it's held in the hyperion theater but the great thing about it is that they have these two they call them historians of arendelle and they are really there for the adults and they are fun. Uh, they basically act as a comedy routine, a man and a woman telling the story of Frozen and Arendelle. And you have uh, Anna and Elsa and, oh, Kristoff. That's his name. Kristoff showing up too. But really, the historians are the highlight of the whole thing. A lot of fun, a lot of jokes, and then, you know, the singing for the children. Uh, we have with us our son, Dash, who has uh, pretty severe autism. And as a result of that, we are entitled to things such as handicapped seating uh, in his stroller just because it helps keep him, first of all, with us and not running away from us and gives him a place to sort of cocoon himself off the times he needs to. But all that to say is that we have access to handicapped seating for certain shows and events. Sometimes it's in the very back row. In this case, it happened to be in the very front row. So we're in the very front row of this thing, uh, in the first two rows, and part of it is 
I'm spacing on what it's really called, but this the liquid smoke that they use in theatrical productions is pouring out of the stage, which looks really pretty when you're about halfway back in the theater, but when you're in the first two rows, it gets a little <laughs> overpowering. <laughs> so that's something I've never encountered before. But overall, a very fun show. We also did Star Tours. Um, and for lunch that day, I want to mention we did the ABC Commissary. I was looking forward to things that we had discussed before on this podcast, actually, like the, the steak or the salmon with rice, something like that. But we were there for lunch, and none of those things happened to be on the lunch menu. So disappointing. I had the Disney cheeseburger, which is nothing to write home about. And this turned out to be one of those incredible mobile ordering fails. So Disney has instituted mobile ordering in the past couple of years. You can go onto My Disney Experience app, and you can one of the tabs uh, says Order Food. And people, this is such the way to go. Typically, such the way to go. You go in, enter in everybody's orders, especially if you're traveling with a large group like I typically do. You're not having one person up there trying to remember what 15 billion people want and all their things. People just pass the phone around. Everybody enters what they want. You've got it all written down. So we waited and we, we did this. We waited and waited and waited and waited and it was just never coming up. And we went up there and then there was just confusion. And the cast members, you know, were very nice and polite and tried to figure it out. But just something was wonky with the mobile ordering and it took way longer than it needed to. We ended up with double orders. So, hey, we got double orders, but... It, it really did not go smoothly. Typically, it goes a lot more smoothly than it did. So a couple other things, um, just about Hollywood Studios right now. So they're handing out pass holder magnets. If you happen to be a Disney World annual pass holder of some type, then you can go to Hollywood Studios, and there are cast members standing in the various gift shops holding a Donald Duck pass holder magnet. It's very cute. And if you approach one of these cast members, they will scan your magic band for you. It will show up that you are an annual pass holder. You will get your free magnet. So very fun. Uh, so my daughter Alice and I did that while some of the other people in our party did some of the roller coasters that we're just not into. Uh, there's a lot of the Americana-themed merchandise right now, considering we just had Memorial Day and Fourth of July is around the corner. So that is very cute. Also available on the Shop Disney Parks app. But what I really want to highlight is we had dinner that night, a date night. So Sam and I, my husband, we tried to get away for a date night or two while we we're on the Disney trips. And our thinking is, hey, older kids, we're bringing you to Disney for, in this case, 13-day trip. You can babysit for us one or two nights. So that is what we did. Our 16-year-old stayed home with the two youngest, and Sam and I went to Wilderness Lodge and ate at Artist Point. Had never eaten there before. Lovely signature restaurant. I'll post some photos of that. Lovely food. It is Pacific Northwest themed, as is the Wilderness Lodge itself. And so they, they'll have specialties from that region, um, you know, salmon, things like that. We had a table by the window. It was beautiful. Husband and I are celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary on this trip. Yay us. And so it's just, it was a lovely place to be. Um, a little loud because some people did bring their small children. But hey, 
it's Disney World and you pretty much have to expect that. So after dinner, we went over to inspect the new area that has been added on to Wilderness Lodge, which is called Copper Creek. Now, Wilderness Lodge already had a DVC portion, but they've added an additional one, and they've built those cabins on the lake, uh, which are called the Cascade Cabins, as well as just sort of your standard, I think they have studios and one and two bedroom villa units, which is what we would use someday. But that whole area back there, beautiful, beautiful. And I, if you talk to me for more than five minutes, will realize I'm not a camper. I'm not a back to nature girl, but I could certainly be a glamper, which you haven't heard of that before is glamorous camping. And oh, this would be glamorous camping. It's beautiful. I can't imagine that we'll ever stay in one of the cabins, uh, but because they just cost a ridiculous number of points uh, and we'd have safety concerns with our son there but they are beautiful and the whole area is gorgeous and the new quick serve that they've put there I'm spacing on the name of it but it looks beautiful as well great place to just hang out and you don't have to be a DVC member to go to the quick serve beautiful place right up against the water lovely place to spend an afternoon if you want some time off from the parks Moving on to day nine. So day nine, we were in Epcot. So once again, we had expected a ton of rain this trip, just from looking at the forecast. But really, the rain has pretty much held off, except for a day or two. Um, it was hot, though. Hot. At some point, we'll have to do an episode on how to deal with heat down at Walt Disney World. Uh, and I am open to all suggestions because I just don't handle the heat well. Unfortunately, I wish I did. So Food and Wine Festival, which was going on World Showcase at Epcot, ended on May 28th. Uh, and this was a few days later, and signs of it are already fading away. All the signage is gone, of course, and a lot of the special topiaries that they put up for the event have gone. A few are remaining. Obviously, they... Uh, just didn't get rid of everything overnight, but a lot of it is gone. The merchandise for Flower and Garden is gone. The special food kiosks that were there for Food and Garden have been closed up. And they do these beautiful, like, flower quilts. I'll post a couple pictures on Instagram. Uh, and one of those, that, and they're just stunning. They're basically flower beds that kind of look quilted because they're put out there and they're just vast, cover a whole lot of space in that area between Future World and uh, the World Showcase. One of those is gone, one still remained the other day. So we rode Soren, uh, did Frozen. I did Impressions de France, the film over in France, which was very lovely, ooh la la. I don't remember having done it before. I probably have, but it had been a while, so that was fun. And nice because unlike the films at Canada and China, you actually get to sit down for this one. So hey, that's always good. Uh, I did Test Track, which was the first time I've done that in years. So that was fun. A little jerky, though. I'm just not really into the rides that jerk you around a lot like Test Track and Space Mountain. I can do them, but just not my favorite. I prefer the smoother rides. But really, the highlight of that day was a magical moment, not created by Disney, really. But uh, just to show you that Disney is right, and it is a small world after all, we ended up running into old friends of ours, Sam and I did, um, a couple that we had known 
like over 15 years ago, uh, we had been attending the same church and they eventually moved away, hadn't seen each other for 15 years. And this, and we, they had one baby girl uh, and now they had three lovely daughters and we added on three more kids since we had seen them and just happened to run into them at Epcot and the Morocco Pavilion. So that was a very magical moment. Uh, just running into people you haven't seen and known and had a great time, was able to catch up with them a little bit. They were on their family vacation. So shout out to Luke and Amanda uh, and hope you have a wonderful, wonderful trip. We ended up the evening having dinner at Akershus. Akershus, if you don't know, is a princess dinner in the Norway Pavilion, World Showcase at Epcot. And if you are, here's a little tip, if you can't get in to Cinderella's Royal Table or maybe the price tag is just a little overwhelming, then grab a place at Akershus. A lot easier to get in and it's still technically a castle and got princesses. In fact, we did meet and greets there with Belle, Snow White, Aurora, Ariel, and Cinderella. Uh, and I like the food. Some people get, take points off because it is in Norway, so the food tends to be on the more Norwegian end, but I thought it was very tasty. I enjoyed it. So this restaurant is a great option if you have uh, kids who are wanting a princess dinner little girls who want to dress up as a princess and meet the other princesses and can't get into the castle, it's a really good option. And if you do breakfast, I believe it is less expensive and less Norwegian. If you're, if you've kids with, who are picky eaters and want more sort of the traditional American fare, I think breakfast runs that way. After that, uh, my daughter and I, the youngest, the the other people went off to ride, I think another coaster or so, but younger daughter and I, uh, did World Showcase and it was becoming dusk and World Showcase is just so incredibly beautiful at that time. Uh, just love it. It is gorgeous. I would really love to take a few, you know, basic classes in just even like iPhone photography. And because there's so much to photograph here at Disney World, it is such a stunning place and I'd love to get good at it, but it is it's fabulous. Uh, one last highlight is we met Mary Poppins. I met Mary Poppins that day in the UK Pavilion and told her about our podcast and how it was named uh, in large part because of her. So hopefully we have a new listener. Hi out there, Mary Poppins. I'm sure you're listening right now. <laughs> Moving on to day 10. So this was yesterday. And yesterday we did Animal Kingdom. Once again, the theme was hot. So not going to talk too much about that, except it was hot. We're able to do Flight of Passage. We did the Safari, uh, which was the second time this trip. I would love to go to Animal Kingdom just when the weather is a lot more mild, say January, February. There's so much to see, so much to do. It just can be overwhelming if you don't handle heat well, because they really, I feel, don't have enough indoor air-conditioned places to go. There are the, the shows, there's their Lion King, uh, things like that, but really could use some more air conditioning. Great place to go when the weather is cooler because there's so much to see and enjoy. Or go there at night when the temperatures drop and the sun's not beating down on you because, once again, I love a Disney park at night. It's beautiful. But the big thing I want to talk about that day was actually that evening. So that evening, uh, speaking about doing Disney in a fancy way, as our family is prone to do, 
my husband and I, as I said, we had our 25th wedding anniversary. That was actually back in April, but now is when we are at Disney World. So we had decided we would do the big celebration and have our anniversary dinner at Victoria and Albert's. And if you are not familiar, Victoria and Albert's is, what is it called? It's a five diamond, five star restaurant. It has many, many accolades, including TripAdvisor had named it, I think twice in a row as being the second best restaurant uh, in America. So fabulous place to be, fabulous place to be. Uh, you go there, it is located in the Grand Floridian Resort, which is our favorite resort, so it's always great to visit there. Uh, we had a 10-course meal. There were wine pairings. Um, as I've mentioned before, I can't have alcohol due to um, medical condition, but one thing I loved is that a lot more places in Disney are now doing mocktails or, you know, cocktails without the alcohol. And they, at Victoria and Albert, actually had a mocktail pairing, so was able to have that. I'm going to leave off the some of the details because hopefully we can do one of our even more fancy at Disney World episodes just about Victoria and Albert's, but it was a beautiful, beautiful evening left there stuffed. Uh, and just a little highlight left there with a complimentary box of chocolates, a little loaf of cranberry date uh, nut bread, which we had for breakfast this morning. And it was just a beautiful evening. So thank you for joining us. Uh, we have days, today is day 11, so we'll have day 11, 12, and then we are heading home late on day 13. So we have, that's virtually a full day here as well. And then we have to head home back to reality. But thank you so much for joining us. And uh, please do check in on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And please do remember to head over to Apple Podcast app and leave us a rating and a review. We would really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Have a magical day. Spoonful out. <laughs>